Hey guys, welcome to the Challenge Podcast. I'm Coach Steve. And I'm Coach Nick. And we're going to be talking about everything fitness, health, and the challenge. Let's get on with the show. What's up guys, Coach Steve here, and welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner. In today's episode, I'm joined with our co-host, Coach Nick. Nick, how are we doing today? I'm really good. Thanks, Coach Steve. How are you? I'm really well. I'm really well. And I'm excited because this is episode number 11 of the yep. Coach's Corner. Legs 11. It's 11 episodes. Uh, and we're getting some really great feedback from the, the Coach's Corner. Lots of um, individuals liking the short form of the Coach's Corner. We offer our tip for the week. Now, Nick, yeah. shall we just roll straight into it? Because I think we've got some really exciting topics to talk about. So would you like to, to start us off? What advice do you have for us this week? Okay, well, welcome me to the red corner. Is that right? Am I the red corner? Yes. You're the red corner, yeah, Nick. Yes. So welcome to Coach Nick. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about, um, I suppose it's sort of to do with obviously, you know, we've had our Easter break or, you know, a few days off. So, uh, you know, if you've gone off plan, quote unquote, or if you've eaten all the eggs um, or if you've had a drink of alcohol, that sort of thing, um, I just want to put it into uh, some really simple terms. So even though I'm not an accountant, I'm going to be your fitness accountant today. So I'm going to put my glasses on. If this was a, if we were recording, you see, I've got my accountant glasses on now. I've also got my accountant shoelace. I don't know what this is, but I'm sure accountants have these, you know, because they would have spare shoelaces because they're so organized. So that is, um, yes, what I've got. So I'm going to talk about fitness deposits and withdrawals. And what does that mean in terms of what you are doing? So let's think about it this way. A deposit is something in this, in this instance, we're going to talk about it as a deposit is something that is positive towards your goal and a withdrawal is something that will take you a little bit further away from your goal every time you do it. Now, as we know, with a bank account, uh, it's very fluid. You're never going to just be able to deposit unless it's a specific savings account that you never touch. And um, you're never going to just be able to withdraw. You have to make some deposits as well. So that's why it's quite a good way to think about it because we never, we're not black and white with our general. Let's think about it as our general everyday bank account. We make deposits, we make withdrawals, we try and be pretty smart about that. So um, yeah, fit, so fitness deposits are actions and habits that contribute to better health and fitness. Fitness withdrawals are actions or habits that, that detract from it. So um, let's talk about deposits. So they're um, activities such as exercising regularly, eating a healthy diet, getting enough sleep, managing stress, staying hydrated, um, sticking to your weights program, progressing in that program. They help to improve your overall physical health and well-being and can help prevent, um, you know, long-term illnesses, things like that, obesity, heart disease, and diabetes. So of course, excellent deposits to make, are, you know, walking every single day, if you can, um, or at least moving. Um, I think that's a minimum, you know, staying hydrated, as we say, and um, getting that diet under control to think about it as nourishing yourself in general, not necessarily as a good or bad thing, but just as a deposit towards your long-term health. So fitness withdrawals could be, just say you've had the last week of fitness withdrawals where you are maybe, um, you know, drinking excessive alcohol because you've been hanging out with friends doing that. Um, 
sitting down a little bit more so being um, just a little bit lazier in general because you've been hanging out and that's fair as well so you can think about say an emotional deposit so you've you've emotionally deposited you've hung out with your family you've done all that but to your health you've withdrawn a little bit um, so the poor nutrition of maybe uh, just snacking on eggs the whole time and maybe inadequate sleep. So you could be listening to this going, oh gosh, I just need to get back on track. So all you need to do is think of it as let's start to make some deposits so we can mitigate that negative impact on your health and fitness that these things will have long-term if you continue to withdraw. So that's what we've got to think of it as. So of course you can make little withdrawals here and there. Of course you can have your eggs, um, but if you've got long-term goals, you want to make sure that you are then depositing back into your health and fitness bank. And I would, I mean, I'd like to always have a little bit of a health surplus going on for me. That's that's me. I'd like to be um, really comfy with my health and fitness so then I can afford to make a few little withdrawals here and there. So that's maybe your long-term goal that you can think of as well. And I know that a lot of people struggle with their health and fitness, but they may be also really amazing with their bank account. So if you can think of it like this and remove the emotion from it, it might help you a little bit. So if you've made a few eggy withdrawals and things, just now it's time to get back into those basics that we all know what to do. It's just about doing them. It's about making those deposits. So think about your balance and where you're at and how many withdrawals have you made you can write them down, you can think about it, and then you go, well, what is it? And this is not making it up. It's just now moving back into putting those deposits in. So um, it's also interesting to note, I think, and this is just my little opinion here, but I think some activities can be both fitness deposits and withdrawals, depending on the amount of time and frequency you spend on them. For example, uh, you know, our good old cardio, um, can be possibly a withdrawal in terms of body composition if you focus solely on doing that and um, you think that that's going to give you muscles as well. So those sorts of things can be, of course, it's great for your heart health. Of course, it's great for your endurance. Um, you know, it's great for your mood, but in terms of uh, how much you are doing it, is that a withdrawal or a deposit towards your ultimate body composition goals, which is basically what this challenge is about in the end, apart from making you healthier. So uh, I think that's also really important to think about, you know, in terms of how is my balance? Am I making too many cardio deposits? Although, I mean, cardio isn't the devil, but I'm talking about maybe, uh, you know, if you're the type of person that goes on a 10K run before you even think about doing your weights, and I know you're out there, but you want to lose body fat and gain muscle and all those things, it's really good to put that into perspective and go, wait a minute, I might be putting a few too many deposits into the cardio bank, which is actually a withdrawal from the body composition bank. So you can go into, it can be, it can become quite intricate, but I do love it. Um, so I think uh, you've got to really ask yourself, it comes down to you in summary. I think if you are, ask yourself, am I making cons, constant and never-ending and consistent fitness deposits and avoiding fitness withdrawals where I can? So then later on when I need to, if say, for example, we'd like you to be able to go out to dinner and go, okay, I'm going to make a withdrawal now. And I know that I've got enough deposits to keep me going um, and I'm doing really well and I'm back on track. Um so we want you to be able to basically maintain that good physical health and fitness and, yeah, reduce your risk of ultimately um, 
falling back into bad habits and things. So deposits and withdrawals are just a really simple way of taking accountability as though it's sort of tax time for your fitness. And I don't like taxes, so I don't even know why I'm talking about it in this way, but I heard somebody talk about something similar and I thought it was quite a good way, a really black and white way of assessing what's going on. You know, have you made a withdrawal or a deposit and how do you rectify that in your favour? Nick, I love it. Mm-hmm. I have two ideas that I'd like to add on to it if you'd let me. Yeah. If we zoom out a little bit, uh, you know, the idea of um, fitness deposits, fitness withdrawals, and the analogy of a bank account, if we make lots of deposits and lots of investments, we gain interest on that, right? Mm-hmm. We That interest compounds over time. It's like an investment. So as you make more fitness deposits, as you work on yourself and, you know, get things like you know good quality sleep manage your stress get some resistance training in get your steps in you know eat good quality foods that really compounds over time and we can get a really great investment a really good return on investment for the deposits that we made similarly when we withdraw from our bank account more and more and more it's almost like a bit of a credit card we incur like a debt and sometimes it could take a little bit of time to get out of that debt and those negative um you know withdrawals can compound you know if you're getting boozy every night and you're you're eating in the nicest way like crap and not exercising hey man you know that's that's going to compound over time so it's an interesting uh, analogy if you think about it you know the, the more that you invest the the greater it grows a bit of a compounding interest situation and yeah the more that you withdraw similar um you know you can really start to be in this negative world as we start to develop things like diseases chronic diseases you know injuries and just overall feeling like crapness if that's a word um that that that's an interesting concept to, to think about mm. the other idea um i just want to add on if you may mm. um where some of us have some really negative uh points of view when it comes to you know eating foods um where we have foods that are off the program let's say you know i had some eggs some some chocolate eggs over the weekend over easter and you know i have made a withdrawal from my fitness count i ate some chocolate and what am i going to do i'm going to uh you know force some deposits back and i'm going to go and uh sit on a treadmill for one hour or not sit you walk on a treadmill or run on a treadmill or sit on a bike for an hour i'm going to go exercise for two hours because i know that that's going to expend the energy that i ate um, with my chocolate eggs and what i'm referring to is some of us who you know beat ourselves up for uh you know making that fitness withdrawal by you know maybe maybe starving ourselves by doing excessive exercise uh, to to make up for it so i do want to throw that um word of caution that you know sometimes it is very black and white have you made a deposit have you made a withdrawal but if you acknowledge that you made a withdrawal and then you try to rectify that straight away by doing something really extreme like i'm going to go and um you know starve myself the next day you know i'm going to i'm going to fast or whatever you do or or um i'm going to go and do four hours of of cardio the next day to make up for it that 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 might be a bit of a slippery slope and not the best way to approach it so i like the black and whiteness of that that extra little part at the end i would argue though that uh that is another withdrawal uh making Mm -hmm. making up for it and things i would say that that's a withdrawal as well because that is unsustainable and not recommended so uh yeah you you can't double you can't double jeopardy a withdrawal Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
yeah. totally agree. Totally so, agree. Yeah, uh, that's what, that's how I would counter argue that because I do agree with you, and I do agree. Um, in general, we we don't want to be using black and white terms like that, but that is unhealthy. So mm-hmm. we're not talking about making um making up for stuff with unhealthy stuff although i'm glad that you pointed that out because that is what people will automatically go to i want people to think in a more sophisticated manner than that and i know our challenges are yeah and i think you can um approach it with that black and white idea as long as you um really become really black and white you know really uh you know ones and zeros about this saying like yes this is a positive behavior where i'm you know getting more sleep if i have too much sleep um, that could be a withdrawal or too little sleep, that's going to be a withdrawal. Yeah, doing some exercise is going to be good, but if I do too much exercise, that's now a withdrawal or too little exercise is a withdrawal. So it's a little bit of this kind of like Goldilocks balance. Um, and, you know, sometimes we need to reflect and go, okay, am I still depositing right now? Or is this behavior I'm about to do or have just done really a withdrawal? And if that means that, oh yeah, I've gone and, um, you know, skipped all my meals the next day because I ate too much the day before. Ooh, do you really think that's a deposit or is it a withdrawal? So mm, I wonder if you can get really black and white with it or if it's a little bit of like, hey, you, you just need to reflect a little bit and think, okay, are you making a deposit still or are these behaviors more of a withdrawal now? Yeah, so let's just add in, if anyone feels like that doesn't suit them, then move forward from this and mm-hmm. um, find a way that does suit you. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I like it. I like the analogy. Yeah, no, good. Nick, I would like to take the, the, the soapbox right now and I'd like to talk about broad concepts of building muscle and broad concepts of losing body fat and maybe just some uh, really simple differences between the two. Okay. And firstly, I just want to highlight that there is a difference. There is a difference between focusing on building muscle and a difference in focusing on losing body fat for your uh, average you know we'll label them the beginner the novice someone who's brand new to this fitness thing you know never really focused on what they're eating never really focused on going to the gym you know brand new to all of this yeah you know we can see some really positive um, progress to both these goals in building muscle and losing body fat at the same time Um, but for anyone who's really been training for more than a few months consistently um, we do need to have this delineation and going, okay, I'm primarily focusing on building muscle or losing body fat at this particular time. And I'm mainly speaking to those of us who are doing things like the challenge, who have body composition goals, who want to, you know, get the six pack, build as much muscle, look good naked, all that good stuff, right? And I know that fitness is a very broad and expanding uh, realm. You know, we have people who want to get um, really fast and people who want to be able to have lots of endurance, run a marathon. We have people that want to be really athletic. We have people who just want to be healthy. There's lots of different goals. So right now, I want to be really uh, specific and say, hey, I'm speaking to those bro and broettes out there who are trying to you know, develop their physique, who are trying to look good naked, who are trying to have the muscles, have the six pack, all the good stuff. There's a time where we need to have a, a real delineation between I'm trying to build muscle right now and I'm trying to lose body fat right now. So at the end of the day, we can't do both at the same time. Well, look, that's a bit far-fetched. You know, we can do both at the same time, but we could do both at the same time at a really slow rate. And that rate can be so slow that we don't see progress and we see decreases in motivation. Um, And it takes a lot of effort to see any significant change that it's just too much effort, right? And it's better for us to focus on just one thing at a time because fitness 
can be is is really for life and we focus a bit of time in building muscle a bit of time in losing body fat a bit of time building muscle a bit of time losing body fat and we alternate between the two and that's how we really develop this really well-rounded physique okay so nick i want to start with training now i want to highlight the differences between training for building muscle and training for losing body fat now, for most of us, we think about things like losing body fat as, oh, I'm gonna go do lots of cardio, a lot of circuits, a lot of Metcons, I'm gonna do things like um, you know, hit classes and things like that. And often when we think about building muscle, we're thinking about, oh, I'm gonna go lift the weights and I'm gonna do lots of reps, and I'm gonna tone my muscle, these other weird words. I'm here to tell you that program design for weight loss or, or, or fat loss and program design for building muscle or weight gain is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So a training program to build muscle or to lose body fat looks identical. So Nick, if you were trying to lose body fat right now and I was trying to build muscle, we could follow the exact same program, mm-hmm. exact same training program. Of course, with some differences because you know, you're stronger than me, so you might be doing a different exercise or you really love hack squats and I really love the pendulum squats. So we kind of swap it around. Yeah, sure. Okay, no dramas there. But at the end of the day, our training program looks identical where we would have a range of exercises would have adequate rest in between exercise we're counting how many sets we do how many reps we do rep ranges can vary between 5 to 30 and we're focusing on building as much muscle as we can that's the ultimate goal because if we're trying to build muscle of course we're trying to build as much muscle as we can and if we're trying to lose body fat when we talk about nutrition in a moment what we're trying to do is we're trying to lose as much body mass as we can by trying to maintain as much muscle mass as we can. Okay, now remember remember this point that muscle is really expensive tissue to maintain. And when our bodies can, it will start losing muscle mass to try to conserve energy expenditure. Okay, so what we're trying to do in the gym is trying to maintain as much muscle as we can. We're trying to preserve as much muscle as we can by applying a stimulus that forces our body to hold onto that muscle. And the best way to do that is to follow the exact same training program you did when you're trying to build muscle and you use that to try to maintain muscle. So that's why on the M challenge, you'll see that we our training programs don't change if you're trying to lose body weight or gain body weight, because the ultimate goal is that we're trying to maintain or build as much muscle as we can. Which leads into the main difference is around our nutritional approach. So what we're trying to do more broadly with our strategy if we're trying to build muscle, we're trying to add more uh, body mass to our body. You know, we're trying to add more tissue by adding more muscle. So when we're measuring our body mass, we're measuring our body weight. And over time, we're trying to see an increase in our body weight. Okay. Because if you had two people and one person was 20 kilos heavier and they had 20 kilos more muscle on them. Yeah. Okay. They'll have more body mass. They'll have bigger muscles. You know, they'll be more of a person on them. Right. So we need to be increasing our body weight if we're trying to build muscle. In contrast, if we're trying to lose body fat, we're trying to decrease our body mass. So we'll see a decrease on the scale. So we're trying to lose body weight. So when we're talking about building muscle, we're trying to gain weight and we're trying to lose body fat. We're trying to lose weight. Okay, that's our two goals. As long as we're consistent with our training, which is trying to focus on resistance training, trying to progress in resistance training, try to build as much muscle as we can. So how do we measure if we're losing weight or gaining weight? When it comes to nutrition, we're trying to calculate how much energy we require and then consume an amount of energy so that we're either in an energy surplus where we're gaining body mass or being an energy deficit where we're slowly losing body mass okay 
This number of calories is how we measure energy. This number can vary person to person. You know, myself, I have a little bit more body mass than Coach Nick, so I might require more energy than Coach Nick, um, or it might be the other way around. Nick might require more energy than I do if she's more physically active, okay? So when we look at calories, it doesn't matter what number it is, the number of calories needs context. It's about how that energy intake affects our body weight and how that changes our body weight. So for me, if I was consuming, let's say 3000 calories a day and my body weight is going down, therefore I'm probably in an energy deficit where I'm expending more energy than I require. Whereas if I was eating 3000 calories and my body weight was going up, then I'm eating in an energy surplus where I'm gaining body mass, okay? Now, when we're gaining body mass, you might be thinking, Steve, hold on, hold on, you're missing the point here where if you're gaining body mass, you're gaining body fat. And this is where we go, okay, it's all about the rate that we're gaining body weight. So if you're trying to gain muscle, we're trying to gain weight at a rate of about 0.5 to 1% per month. So a very slow rate of, of weight gain. And that's so that we can be confident that our weight gain is muscle. If we're gaining 1% of body weight per week, we're probably gaining weight too quickly and we're probably gaining too much body fat in that rate. But if we're gaining it very slowly from month to month, 0.5 to 1% of our body weight per month, then we can be more confident that, hey, we're more likely building muscle here with a little bit of body fat rather than building a lot of body fat with a little bit of muscle, okay? As long as we're focusing on resistance training, we can be more confident that these things are happening. Now, where do we throw in those elements of cardiovascular training or, or energy expenditure or, or our overall, um, what we're going to call our step count, our physical activity? Now, for both um, muscle building and fat loss goals, we should have similar um, you know, step count goals. And this is more referencing physical activity goals. Okay, For most of us, we should be aiming for around this 10,000 steps per day. The reason why is that for every 1,000 steps, over, I think it's about 3,000 steps a day, up until about 10,000 steps, we see significant health improvements for every 1,000 steps that we do per day. Up until about 10,000 steps. Beyond 10,000 steps, you know, a bit, a bit of plateaus a little bit in terms of health benefits. So for our overall health, we should be aiming for about 10,000 steps a day, regardless if you're trying to build muscle or trying to lose body fat. Now, if your goal is more to lose body fat and you're struggling to tip the scales in that energy deficit, we can use things like our step count to increase our energy expenditure so that we can continue to lose body fat. It can get to a point where we're doing so many steps that that starts to interfere with our approach to resistance training. So if you are doing 20, 30, 40,000 steps a day, that can take away from our resistance training and that might be the reason why you're not building muscle or the reason why you're actually not losing body fat because you're starting to lose muscle mass. And remember, muscle mass, really expensive tissue to maintain. So if you start to lose body mass, you lose this really expensive tissue. So the energy requirements start to decrease. You don't need as much energy throughout the day. Okay. Now, I think the, the, the most drastic difference between building muscle and losing body fat is that it is a really significant mindset shift. When we're losing body fat, in a way, it's almost easier to lose body fat. It's easier to lose weight than it is to, to gain weight and to build muscle. To build muscle, it takes lots of commitment, lots of reflecting, lots of refinement in how we're actually doing this thing. And it's often to do with what we're doing in the gym. Okay, how can I get better at my performance? How can I get better at this at stimulating muscle growth? 
when it comes to losing body fat, it's it's somewhat simple, you know, just like, hey, like just consume a little bit less energy than what you're expending. And even if the other moving parts aren't completely in line, hey, you're gonna see a decrease in body fat. Yeah, you might lose a little bit of muscle along the way, but you see a decrease in body fat. If you're looking good in front of the mirror, happy days ticking all the boxes. But to build muscle can be a slow and, and uh, uh, humbling process. You know, we're talking years to gain a couple of kilos of muscle, whereas you can be talking weeks to lose a couple of kilos in body fat. So it takes lots of patience and uh, a lot of time to, to build muscle, a lot of dedication. And, you know, we do need to start reflecting on almost every aspect of our life. What's our sleep quality like? What's our stress like? What's our overall nutritional quality? You know, are we eating good quality food beyond just uh, calories consumed? Um, are we having adequate protein? You know, are we approaching and timing everything well so that we're in the gym when we are training? You know, we are training to our best potential. So this is where it gets really challenging. So if you are moving into muscle building goals, good luck. It's more challenging than simply trying to lose body fat. Uh, and we need to embrace a little bit of patience and a little bit of uh, humblingness, push that ego to the side and uh, you know reflect on every single process. But Nick, uh, that, 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 that's for me about the differences between muscle building and, and losing body fat. You think I missed anything, any, any big difference? Uh, I don't think so, but I think, I think the only thing is um, you didn't miss this, but it is such a great process as well. That's the other thing. Um, it's amazing to have a different focus, especially for women that have been told that they should diet all the time. Someone just literally messaged me. I wasn't reading it while you were talking, of course, but about that exact thing. They're going, I can't get my head around it, how you can weigh more but be leaner and, and things. And so I think there's just still people don't understand. So anything like you've just spoken about that helps to clear it up is brilliant. So let's keep the discussion going. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, the last thing I'll touch about is, you know, this is the challenge podcast is for the M challenge. And for the challenge, we're talking about body transformation mm -hmm. and for the challenge we're primarily talking about a competition for either six weeks or 12 weeks where we are primarily judging the transformation between those two times and in that small window of time six weeks 12 weeks the most drastic changes will be those who lose body fat Mm -hmm. It won't be those who try to build muscle over 12 weeks because over 12 weeks, you might be celebrating if you gain 500 grams of muscle and that might be, uh, you know, 100 grams on each of your limbs and 100 grams on your back, right? <laughs> so that might be such a small, tiny growth over 12 weeks, which isn't super drastic in these two photos. So in the, 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 the capitalism spin, we celebrate those who lose body fat and may not celebrate those who gain muscle in the same way over this 12 week stint, because to gain muscle, we're looking at 12 months, at least we're looking at, you know, years of work to see those before and afters being like, whoa, okay. And one uh, example could be, let's say myself, Nick, you know, if you watch some old videos within the challenge, Previously, when we we're in the Max and Maxine challenge, old videos of me demonstrating exercises, I might be lean, I might have small arms and small legs, and you now watch me on Instagram, I'm a little bit thicker, but I have a little bit more muscle now, right? When I started with the challenge, I was maybe like mid 80s, and now I'm cruising at about 100, right? Where I've gained probably a good 10 kilos of muscle mass over that time. Um, 
Yeah, some may argue I'm a little bit softer now, um, but you know I've got a lot more muscle. So it's taken years of growth, right? Years of, of refining and developing my, my technique so that I can continue to grow. And now I'm in my 30s and I'm gonna to continue to grow even more so. So we need an element of patience and long-term vision. And it's okay to change over time where we go, all right, I'm in a weight gain phase, weight loss phase, weight gain phase, weight loss phase, right? And again, I spoke about it in the, the Challenge Weekly show earlier this week, where, you know, it's in gym culture, where you have bro and broettes in the gym being like, ah, oh, bro, I'm bulking now. And ah, oh, bro, I'm shredding now, right? I'm bulking, I'm shredding, I'm bulking, I'm shredding. It's within the culture of those who go into the gym. So it's okay to go through a phase of trying to gain weight for, you know, three months, six months. And then it's okay to shift that and focus on losing weight for, you know, three months or so. So it's okay to think about it more periodically, zoom out. What are you gonna do over the next 12 months to develop your physique, not over the next you know, 12 weeks? Yep. Have a listen to Carmen Woodenberg's podcast with me because she goes through that. Um, she's doing it now. So she's going great guns. So good, so good. Yeah. Nick, let's wrap it up there for episode number 11 of the Coach's Corner. If you enjoyed this episode, let us know and we'll catch you next week for episode number 12. Woo. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Or leave us a review on iTunes to spread the good word. See you next time.